I'm going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy decision. Uh, honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life. Uh, but it is the right decision for me. Uh, for the last four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, injury, pain, rehab. Andrew Luck retires after six playing seasons in the NFL. Huge news for the Titans, huge news for the, for the NFL. The biggest retirement uh, in football since Barry Sanders, I would say. It's just out of nowhere because we knew that this calf or ankle issue was certainly hampering him. He's hardly practiced this whole offseason, but I thought at most it would just he would miss a couple games and then he'd slowly work his way back like they did last year. Like there is no chatter at all about him retiring that he was unhappy that he just wanted to stop playing and then I'm just watching the football game last night and you just text me luck is retiring and I look up and, I, and everyone and all the big names are saying he's retiring and it was just so confusing because it was out of nowhere yeah it is really confusing in the moment because uh the man's 29 years old and uh is, is one of the great talents to play our game right now after a few hours to think about it this is a guy who has other interests beyond football he cares about his health and uh, he's just kind of a different guy. There's more to him uh, than football. And I think that was the big decision is he doesn't want to live the rest of his life in pain. And it's really interesting how as sports fans, we say, oh, well, eight months of rehab or whatever, this or that. These guys live that. Rehabbing from an injury is grueling and painful. And I just think he, he just doesn't want to deal with it. I think he got some news. Hey, it's this, this bad, it's that bad, or the idea of playing against some of the greatest athletes in the world on a bad ankle all season. I, I just I just think at the end of the day, I know he loves football. He's super passionate about it. The emotion in the conference we just heard uh, is real. And uh, I just think uh, he made a very tough, but uh, a decision that uh, is kind of rare. And most guys hang it up when they absolutely can't play anymore. But there, as we know, is a lot more to, to Andrew Luck. It makes a lot more sense now, 16-ish hours after the news broke. He got his engineering degree from Stanford. Like you said, he's had a multitude of injuries, and even though their offensive line looks really good now, he's obviously got this lower leg issue, and he's already gotten paid. He was the first overall pick, and he got a big extension, so he played enough to satisfy his football interests, and he has a path that he wants to go down post-football, and now he can live a life, like you said, where he's not in constant pain. Speaking of the money, it looks like the Colts are not going to collect the almost $25 million they're owed from Andrew Luck following uh, his retirement. Obviously, this is part of uh, a signing bonus that, that he paid up front. Are you surprised at that? Uh, I know for all of the issues that Jim Mercy's had, it seems like he has been really fair to, to most players. Uh, that is a lot of money, even for an NFL team. Yeah, I think it was surprising because I remember that the Lions wanted Calvin Johnson to return some of his money, and he tried to not return it even though technically the team can make them return it. Luck has a lot had a lot more money left than Johnson, so it's really weird, but I can kind of see it because obviously once Payne Manning got hurt, Luck is the reason the Colts were relevant this decade. He took them to the playoffs a couple times. He took them to the AFC Championship game. So maybe it's just... A parting gift of goodwill to say thank you for everything you've done putting your body on the line your body breaking down when we couldn't put a competent team around you right that is a class move uh by the organization and you don't you're not going to hear me give the Colts too many compliments but that's a lot of money but in a way he did earn it even if not contractually 
uh, like you just said, uh, he, he, he did earn that as, as big of a number as that is. I'm so excited to talk to you about the ramifications for the Colts, but uh, a little more on Andrew Luck. I don't see him coming back. There's going to be a lot of discussion because think of these guys' decisions through the lens of what they would do. I don't think we'll see this guy again. Anything can happen but because uh, he's so young. But what do you think? you think there's any chance we could see Luck in a, in a uniform again? I think the chance is a lot lower than what people speculate because it's not like he doesn't know what he's going to do post-football. He, he's aimless. He doesn't have a path. He's a driven guy. He's smart. He's going to find something that he wants to do. I really think his body was a big reason why because he's had so many injuries that have taken so much out of him. He doesn't want to come back a year older, a year out of the game, and go back to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate people making decisions based on their health and their life. And, you know, it is tough because the guy's so talented. And I know it's a tough day for Colts fans, but what do you think his legacy is? Six seasons, uh, four Pro Bowls. Obviously, they never advanced uh, to a Super Bowl. And you pointed out earlier, uh, no one blames luck for that, really, because the team until just recently was just poor, poorly run, in my opinion. Uh, what's his legacy? Uh, I don't see him in the Hall of Fame, but it's going to be interesting because we had him penciled in because we, we thought the guy would play another, uh, just the way they're playing now, another 12 years, and that uh, he'd make another half a billion dollars, and people are kind of coming to terms with that, but that's not what this is about. But what's his lasting legacy? Uh, or is he going to do so much after football that it'll be like, oh, yeah, Andrew Luck played football? I think it'll be a little bit of a cautionary tale because he was hyped as a generational quarterback, and he was when he was healthy, but the team around him wasn't good enough, and obviously he got hurt, and he was no longer that generational guy. So it's just it's just a warning that whenever you get a really good quarterback, you've got to hit on stuff around him to make sure he's still intact he's still that quarterback like we'll see in a couple years with trevor lawrence i I think he'll be the next generational guy whoever gets him they have this blueprint from the cold sat we can't mess up around him we can't jeopardize his health because then the future is all screwed up and we can't have that happen oh excellent point what do you think is next for andrew luck what do you see him do you do you see him as an analyst uh these guys that are really high profile they work uh, a couple days a week, several months uh, during the year, and they do really well, and they go and do other things. Do you see him uh, with a role in football? His father's obviously the new commissioner of the XF- XFL, formerly an athletic director and then a commissioner of a, of com- of a conference. What do you think your best guess? Uh, where do we see Andrew Luck go from here? To start, he'll be an analyst because obviously he was a quarterback. He was a great one. He knows so much about the game. I don't think that he'll be like a Roma where he's the savant at play call, calling plays as an announcer, but as a TV analyst, I'm sure Luck is certainly qualified enough to. And I think he'll do that for a couple years while he tries to figure out what other interests he can go down. But now he has all the free time in the world and plenty of money to do whatever he wants. I think we might see him do spot stuff in a studio. I don't see him necessarily going to games. I don't know that we'll even see him in the booth at all. But um, the guy's going to have a bright future doing whatever he does, and hopefully he will be able to regain his health. It's weird for me because I really like Andrew. Look, the guy does a podcast where he reviews nerdy books. The guy, like you said, has an architecture degree from Stanford, stuck around another year, travels the world, and it's just uh, this great guy who just, like, drinks in life. So, of course, he plays for the Colts, right? And, of course, I didn't think they deserved him seven years ago uh, when they got him. Um, when Peyton Manning was injured – 
uh, it just outed everybody as incompetent uh, up there, and they were absolutely terrible, and they were rewarded by this generational player. And so I never thought they deserved him anyways. He was 11-0 and against the Titans. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm glad he's out of the NFL for his own sake and his health, and it seems like that's what he wants to do, although it's a tough decision for him, I know. Uh, I'm glad to see him out of the NFL because I can like him. You know, so I can just appreciate uh, a really unique person. I don't know uh, what his future in football is, but I think it'll be really interesting to see what he does. I think he'll do most of his stuff outside of football. Uh, Jerry Jones says he hopes he becomes president of the United States. I think a lot of people perceive that he's a very high ceiling. Uh, last night when this, is a, when this breaks and uh, the Colts are playing a preseason game at home and the fans start booing, is that just a... Is that an indictment on luck, on them, or do you think that was just kind of in the moment? Because that would have been an absolute gut punch, right? What, what, what's your take on that? I think it's just heat of, the, heat of the moment, like you said, because he's at the game. It's not like he isn't there, and then he says it. It drops mid-game. He didn't say it. One of the big-time reporters said it. And in the moment, I, like I'm sure if we had a guy of Andrew Lex caliber in preseason week three, we're at the game. And out of nowhere, he just retires. I'm sure fans would be really mad. And I'm sure the fans, after a couple days to simmer on their emotions, they're going to feel so embarrassed for booing that guy. Let's talk about how this affects the Titans. The Colts go from 12-1 to Super Bowl favorites and heavy favorites to win the division to 30-1 to Super Bowl. Obviously, that affects everybody beyond the Titans, but uh, we could not beat Andrew Luck. Otherwise, we could beat this team. It's tough to be happy uh, because this is not what you want to see. And you texted me this last night. My father texted me this last night. We'll never get to beat him. And that matters to certain people, right? Some people are relieved that we'll never have to play him again. Other people wish that we had another chance to beat him. How do you think this is uh, reacted to at uh, headquarters this morning? And a vacuum is great news because that was the biggest competitor in this division, I think. I think they're the most complete team the most dangerous team that had the best quarterback. And that quarterback was the engine behind why they were so good. And now that guy's gone. And initially I thought, oh, the Colts are sunk. They're not going to be in contention. But Jacoby Brissett isn't terrible, so they still have a chance. But they're no longer the overwhelming favorite in this division. Where you're going into the week, how, how, how are we going to beat this guy? In heart of hearts, it's a huge relief to a Titans fan. This guy is a person and. We never root for anybody to get injured. We never root for any of that. And uh, I'm sad in a way because it, it hurts the game this season. He's one of our best players. I mean, the guy finally gets healthy last year. And you and I, obviously, we, we watched. We went to Indianapolis and watched him absolutely run. A Titans team coming off two huge wins, run us off the field. The guy uh, had Hall of Fame talent. It's really sad. All that being said, whew, I mean, yeah, like you said, one more team we don't have to worry about one would think and we'll talk about that a little bit later back to the idea of him being booed walking off field last night uh he says quote i'd be lying if i said i didn't hear it yeah it hurt that's what uh, that's lux quote i think after you're right it was just heat of the moment but not a great look for uh fans we don't like right like you said he's such a great guy he's such a good person He's the reason why the Colts have been relevant, and then they boo him. But in a way, I understand they had playoff, maybe Super Bowl aspirations. In their eyes, the guy just quit, even though I think he had every justification to. It's not like he won a Super Bowl and he was in the back half 
and they weren't that good and he just chose to retire and he was a hero he's a guy who like you said had a lot left in the tank a guy who could have gotten them a lot more wins and a lot more success he just walked away I would think this morning Colts fans wish they had that one back and it'll be the last time they see him in uniform. And uh, I don't think that he will, that'll stick in his mind and hopefully not. Our media is so reactionary and our world is so reactionary right now. And I hope people don't get too hard on him, but although it is a really bad look, this guy obviously tried to pay, play up until the 11th hour of this season. He tried to play for this team and for those fans. So kind of unfortunate. Did you see that Doug got Gottlieb, uh, tweet. This is the next thing that everyone's just going to pile on somebody. Doug, Doug Gottlieb, I remember when he played <clears throat> at Notre Dame and then Oklahoma State. Uh, he's about my age. He's late 30s, I believe. Played college basketball. And now he's one of these hot take guys on, I think, CBS. He tweets terrible things anyway. So he tweets that it's a very millennial thing to uh, retire because of, of rehab being tough, which is about the most out-of-touch and sensitive thing a guy that has actually been an athlete to say. Your, your thoughts, not really on the take, but just on how this is kind of becomes part of the storyline when something big happens is there's always some idiot and how we kind of live in this Twitter world now where Doug Gottlieb now gets gets linked to Andrew Luck. I think it's just like you said, how it's so reactionary and these hot takes people just latch onto when they're super unpopular because this guy is one of the minority that that thing Luck did a bad thing by retiring objectively like, oh, he didn't retire because he wants to take care of his body. It's just because... He's selfish. He doesn't want to keep doing it. And I think part of the reason they do it is because they know people will get outraged at. They'll get clicks. They'll get retweeted. They'll they'll be talked about. They just, they just have to find that little niche where they say something super reactionary and inflammatory. They get their name out there. They get their attention. Then they just wait till the next big story to repeat it. That's true. That would be a weird way to spend your professional life, but... As crazy as that seems, that may, I think you might be dead right. Let's talk about the Colts. What do we – your gut reaction like? I probably thought they'd win 12 or 13 games this season. How many games do you think they'll win this season? With uh, Let's assume uh, Jacoby Brissett is their, their opening starting quarterback. I think I would have them in that 7-8 to eight win range. So the year Brissett played a full season, the year we finally beat them. Well, we went 1-1, one one, we still beat them. They won – seven eight games they were around the 15th pick so right outside the edge of the playoff window but still remotely competitive and the offensive line is better the defense is better so coaching is better that was Pagano's last season he's a good guy but uh, I think Frank Reich has uh, probably in the back of his mind at least because of Lux injury thought that uh, Brissett would play some this year Brissett in the season you're referring to um, was in training camp with the Patriots and then traded just, what, a week before the season started. He's had more than a year with uh, Frank Reich at this point. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. He uh, he did not look great at times in that season, but uh, he's come a long way. He's had more experience um, with his coaching staff and with his team. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I'd say their limit still is going to be, you know, eight wins, but anything can happen. You're right, that line is better, but I think they were immediately better with Fluck. This is a team that started 1-5, so it could absolutely be a dumpster fire again, or they could be a, a surprise team. It is going to come down, I think, to Brissett and, and them staying healthy otherwise. Uh, Brissett is a really great human being himself. Uh, famously, Bill Parcells told uh, Bill Belichick, um, he uh, Bill Parcells spent some time, most of his time now, I think, in um, 
in Carolina, and the Carolinas, you know, retired. And uh, he got a really good feel for Joby, Jacoby Brissett, who started his career at Florida State, ended at North Carolina State. And uh, Parcells was just so very impressed with the guy that he encouraged uh, Bill Belichick to draft him, which he did. And just uh, because of a numbers game, they were probably going to have to cut him, so they traded him for Philip Brissett, which uh, the Colts were probably going to cut uh, two seasons ago. And now here we are. He's going to have his chance. A lot of talk today is, are we going to see a trade? Are they going to go into the season, in your opinion, with Jacoby Brissett, or are they going to try to make a move here for a veteran? I would just, I think they would just go in with Brissett and keep the continuity and see how it looks the first couple of weeks because he has experience there. He knows the place. He knows the system. He knows the players. Why would you Why would you trade for a veteran QB? And I, I, th- I think Brees. Like for the guys that you could trade for in theory, without giving up major assets, I don't know if I would want any of them over Brissett. Combined with the fact that you have to pay up for them. Yeah, you'd have to give some of the value, and they would have you know a week or so to get ready for the season. So if we see a move like that for a guy who is obviously going to come in and be the starter, or at some point be the starter, uh, it's an indictment of how they just really don't like how Brissett has looked, um, you know, in the last year in the building and in this preseason. Uh, because uh, who are they going to get? Nick Mullins, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, um, someone like that. It's just uh, like you said, unless there's just uh, an outlier there or a big surprise, um, I, I think they go into the season with Brissett. So this changes our Week 2 game, our home opener against the Colts. It's just amazing how one man's decision can really make the entire league look a lot different. Um I'm excited for that game. Titans fans are going to be really excited for that game because it's more winnable for us, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's so much more winnable. And now I don't have the fear that on the day we're retiring some of our franchise's greatest players' jerseys, freaking Andrew Luck's going to come in and ruin the moment again like he always does. Because the year we beat them with Brissett, it was at home. Yeah, we're I didn't... I didn't like our chances to beat him just because 11 and 0 is 11 and 0. I'm a numbers guy, and uh, it, it does make that we were going to retire those jerseys, do all that, and uh, he was going to spoil that for us. I thought. Uh, best wishes to Andrew Luck in retirement. I am glad to see him not in a Colts uniform. Uh, we'll see how this affects our division. I think greatly. Uh, we'll be back with you soon for more Titans talk. We just wanted to get a bit of an emergency podcast to you because I know. Everybody wants to, to, to hear some discussion about this. So we'll see you very soon. Tighten up. Tighten up.